0: this is on the air colford school podcast where we go beyond the classroom and welcome you into our community
1: ready to inspire
2: ready to discover
1: ready for a challenge ready for opportunities ready for life
0: Hello and welcome back. Today we'll be focusing on flexibility.
1: Flexibility is one of Colford's main values. So what does this mean to you? To me, flexibility
0: means to be able to work around plans. So like if you have something pre-organised, be ready to change what happens if something crops up that you need to work around. So personally, I have had a lot of uh, medical appointments recently. So I've had a lot of, you know, being in and out. And it's, for me, it's like the ability to be able to email teachers and, you know, ask what I need to complete in my own time because I've missed those lessons. So for me, it's just being able to work around when I'm outside of school and just still be able to be up to date with everything.
1: So for me, I would say that it's about trying to balance my time and fit things in and change things accordingly if um, things don't go to plan, like being able to fit my schoolwork in, my work and also my social life and time with family as well. So on this episode today, we have head boy, Charlie Hollingsworth and head of state form, Mr Rakow. Sorry, did I say
0: that? Is it racco racco Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm
3: sorry. My name's
0: <laughs> We'll be focusing on Charlie's time in Colford, and we'll also be focusing on sixth form. We felt it would be a good way to look at how Colford prepares pupils as they leave the school. How have you
1: developed your ability to be flexible?
2: I think that's come throughout all my time at Colford. I mean, I joined ten years ago now. So I've had the big shift from prep school up to senior school and then senior school into sixth form. Mm. So I think it's kind of really encouraged. I've tried to do a lot. I mean, I've done lots of different um extracurricular stuff. I mean, I've tried playing about six different musical instruments. Wow. I wasn't good at any of them, but <clears> there you go. And it was sort of, I think, flexibility while I've been here has been one of those things that I've always not necessarily tried to work on but have had to work on because there's just always there's something coming in left, right, centre that you want to be involved in because there's so much here that I can do want to do flexibility has
3: got to be the absolute core of what we're doing in the sixth form preparing people you know as charlie has said earlier the world beyond the gates of colford requires immense flexibility because you can plan all sorts of things that happen but there will always be times where you'll be thrown off course or something will come along and you've got to take a different flexible approach to it so we really want to be able to give both a lot of opportunity and a lot of support, but also be able to develop the kind of the resilience that also goes with flexibility, because being flexible is is a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And I think that, you know, what Charlie's talking about with his role as head of sixth form is, is that, you know, you've got all your academic studies, you've all, you've all your future planning. And then there's this other stuff as well. And, and something may come along and it... Mm-hmm does and it, does, <laughs> you yeah. <agree>? and it <laughs> does where you've suddenly got to take a different approach
0: and how do you think the Colford community and staff like help to promote this within sixth form
3: I think in lots of ways I mean one of the amazing things about being a teacher and the amazing things about education is that your your day is always different and I think some people might say well hang on aren't you just teaching the same stuff over and over again and you say no but you're teaching it to different people who are react and act in completely different ways so as a teacher you get a lesson with someone and you started off and you've taught that lesson five years on the trot and you've got a different class in front of you and they're reacting differently thinking okay this isn't this isn't sinking in it's not it's not enjoyable they've not connected to it right i'm going to be flexible i'm going to change it i'm going to adapt it and and that's what we need to kind of get you guys doing as well with your approach to your studies
1: How do you practice flexibility if there are parts of your role which you don't enjoy as much as others?
3: <laughs> you do have to reflect. And that is one of the things I think that again we we try to get the six formers to think about is when something isn't going your way, you reflect on it. And, you know, working on feedback is one of the core skills I think that that any student or pupil could have to be successful is thinking, yeah, Okay, how certainly. do I how do I work
2: yeah. on that? I've been in the ccf for quite a while and as part of that i have to do a lot of teaching so like mr racco said teaching is a big thing where you realize oh that hasn't clicked that hasn't exactly worked it's like i'll have tried i i can remember distinctly doing a lesson once and i had sort of this great game idea i had at the end it was a bit like battleships completely went apart after about five minutes no one had any <laughs> idea what was going on it was so atrocious in the moment i was a little bit a little bit disheartened because it's that sort of initial shock of oh, I haven't achieved what I wanted. And it can be quite hard to sort of get around that. But I mean, it's re- it's really easy to say, but the sort of thing to think is, oh, well, what can I learn from this? Which obviously is the point of reflecting. But taking that attitude of, no, this isn't the end. This isn't a problem. This is just sort of like a little bump in the road, as it were. You then look at it li- differently and use that to learn from, which again, sounds easier to say than it actually does. Mm. Getting over that initial sort of, Oh, sadness. But sometimes I find actually embracing that's quite good. So I read a thing ages ago and it was saying, like, in the brain, humans need when you've made a mistake, you need like an hour or so just to wallow in the misery of, oh, I'm a failure, oh, I've done this so wrong. You need that because that's actually how you progress on better.
1: That's so true, yeah.
0: So, how do you think that the roles you have in the school have helped you to develop this ability to be flexible?
2: It's because there's always a challenge in any role you do. So I mean obviously head boy almost every day it's sort of oh we'd like to do this no you can't do that for xyz reasons it's always that sort of that bounce back in the CCF I think it's been a really great thing for that so not just in sort of the leadership side of that but just actually doing tasks when it's cold it's wet it's muddy you're tired you're hungry your feet are sore it's that sort of ability to go right fine this situation is rubbish how can I take what I've done and then just shape that into what I need it to be Confidence is a thing I really struggled with. I mean, it was only really until I became head boy that I had to properly do that because I was, especially young and down the school, I was really quiet, really shy, didn't like that. I mean, the worst thing I could think about was standing up for that first collective worship in the morning and having to say, oh, hello everyone. That was horrendous. <laughs> but when I look up at other people, I think, right, how do they come across and look so confident? I mean, the way I like to think about it is my attitude to everyone is how I would be if I were talking one-to-one to someone. So a good example, like, walking around the school saying hi to people when I was much younger even that was a really difficult thing even if people would say that to me but the thing I thought is no it's just a conversation it's a small thing I'll just talk to them and I think confidence comes when you try and not look at the bigger picture and you just look at the little what actually is this it's just a conversation this is just us having a conversation collective Mm -hmm. worship I'm just saying words I think that's how you get the confidence out is just looking at the little picture not the big overwhelming oh scary lots of people thing
0: when you talk about your young self being a bit mm-hmm. nervous what would you say to him
2: now oh difficult question actually um i would probably say don't worry because i was and still have a massive habit of overthinking absolutely overthinking yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially any social situation it's like oh that person said that oh did they mean that do they mean that absolutely spirals off and i think i'd definitely say to my younger self don't worry because a lot of things aren't deeper than it needs to be. Don't need to worry about what other people are thinking because so many other people are more concerned about what everyone is. We're all concerned about ourselves, not about what other people. I think that's great
3: advice. I think we all, you know, adults and everyone, myself included, spend way too much worrying about what people might do, whether it's a Mm. presentation that I have to do or a meeting I'm in. What is everyone going to think? What is everyone going to think? And actually we are all way more understanding and flexible and you know open-minded in our approach then perhaps we give credit for and I think that that is a great lesson for everyone to think about. Sport was a real issue for me I really wanted to play sport I really wanted to be good at sport and I'm just not naturally good at sport and so I used to really really worry about it oh my god I was terrified of swimming to be honest I'm still a really bad swimmer but that used to be and it, I used to you just get really wound up mm-hmm. and, and you know I totally understand why I see kids my son who's seven you know gets really really worried about stuff it's very easy to be impatient as a as a parent and say oh don't worry about it it's fine you know there's nothing bad that can happen then you have to remember that that everyone goes through those those fears that perhaps aren't the most logical aren't the most kind of you know are quite easy to solve but they're a big deal for people at the time and I think you know going back to myself not even that long ago I'd try and say just enjoy things don't worry about it
0: Is there somebody who's had, like, a really big impact on you as a leader?
2: You
3: don't have to say me, Charlie, it's (laughs)
2: fine. I think it is actually someone at school. It's Mr Roach, who runs the outdoors department. So he's been here for, what, 18 years now? And I was... I've done CCF since I was in full form. And I'll be honest, I hated it in full form. It's horrendous. But um, I think he's been caring, really understanding. But I think also at times a bit firm. So, like, I think, back to younger me, oh, stressed about everything. I think sometimes you almost need to say to yourself which is what he indirectly would say to me is, look, no, you need to have that sort of firmness with yourself sometimes. And I think he's been really good at that. And then, as you said, as a leader, I think his sort of style of being, sort of getting stuff done, being quite headstrong, I really look up to that. I try and live up to that, not always, but I do think that that's something I really aspire to be in life. Like you can be headstrong Mm -hmm. and also be very compassionate, caring about people and individuals but still get stuff done.
0: Was there any moment in the CCF where you had that connection with him as a role model?
2: It was, it was in lower five, actually. So we were doing some training and I had like about 50 questions I wanted to ask him. So I sent him an email and he said, oh, come down and have a chat. And then he managed to fit in the time for me to come down and have Mm -hmm. a chat with him whilst also organising an exercise and also organising with, at the time it was like 50 other kids. So I think that was the sort of thing that clicked for me and it was a bit like wow okay I really look up to that and how you're able to make young quite insecure me feel not necessarily careful but actually like my opinion matters as it were as well as dealing with all this other stuff.
1: Are there any areas which you wish you could improve your flexibility in?
2: physically i can barely like get up when i'm sitting on
3: the floor i do lego with my kids with my kids trying to do lego and i sit cross leg building lego models and like yeah physically like that's it i'm done i can't get up i have to get someone to help me out
2: um i think for me it's my academic resilience sometimes i can come up to stuff and it isn't actually sort of responding to feedback i can deal with all right but it's in the moment being able to go oh i've heard that before how do i change this i have a habit getting stuck in my old ways i mean i do three essay subjects for my a level so I have habits across all of my essays and I sort of keep them going. I think that's one area that I really struggle with being able to sort of shift and go, no, I need to take this on board. I need to go, actually, this is the other way. And I mean, academics isn't everything, but that's quite a big, it's important part of my life, especially at sixth form. So I think that's one key area. I think flexibility in terms of our approach
3: to where our sixth formers go is a really key thing that we've been working on very hard in the sixth form. Maybe... Not that long ago, um, the approach would have been, right, all of our students should be going here. They should be going to top universities and they should be going to degree course and they should be doing that. And actually, no, that's not what they need. It's not what society needs. It's not what the employment market needs. We've got to take a flexible approach to everyone's individual pathways. There's no one size fits all. Everyone has their own sort of choice of pathways ahead and making sure that we give the support in the sixth form to every student that wants to go if they want to go to it an apprenticeship degree apprenticeship they want to go to university have a gap year go out and get a job you know that there is they're all valid and having a flexible Mm -hmm. approach to to all of those is something that i'm really really passionate about yeah i
1: I have seen those implemented within the sick form life like with the choice between epq and colford independent research project and also the Oxbridge program it's
3: all about opening doors Mm. And that's the key thing. And that's what we as educators, all of us want to open as many doors as possible for our students so that they make the choices of which ones to walk through. We give them the range, the wide range of skills and knowledge and the confidence to apply it whilst like keeping all of those doors open and never want anyone to come up and say, I wasn't given the right advice to go down this route we have an absolute duty to make
2: sure that everyone has all the choices available. I mean, do do you feel like that's something that we do Charlie? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think one thing I see across all my lessons is that it doesn't matter what you're being taught. There's always those core characteristics of having that confidence, that flexibility, that sort of ability, that resilience, as it were, use those words. It's sort of, that's really common across all the lessons and sort of the skills they're giving you, whilst it might be academic are really applicable for everything. I mean, I'm going hopefully to Oxford next year, so um, definitely big academic challenges there. So I think it's having that conf and especially to be honest, for anyone going out univer- into university into the world, it's having that confidence in yourself because you go from school. School's quite a protected environment. You've got people helping you if you have problems. You have someone to fall mm-hmm. back on. But then you go out into the world, and it's sort of like choom, that's all stripped away. And now you've it's got just
1: standing your own two feet. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's you. There's no help. There's no mark scheme. It's just right. You have got to do it. And so I think that confidence and that flexibility are really key and being able to sort of deal with those challenges. And they can be really little challenges, like how how do I do my washing? Where do I find the laundromat? That sort of thing. I don't think anything gets done in this world if people aren't vulnerable with each other. I think there's a habit sometimes with confidence to say, oh, I need to be too confident. And he's sort of like, yeah, I show no emotion, whatever. I'm always happy, always this, that and the other. But I think what people neglect sometimes is that vulnerable emotional side of things. I mean, I know I've had times at school where I've got very emotional, I've had to be honest with it, with things like my tutor, for example. You know, times I've been in like floods of tears about mm-hmm. stuff, oh, it's horrible. But that's really important both to show to people and in yourself because if you aren't vulnerable, if you're trying to put on a thing of confidence, like we said, fake it till you make it, You then that outside confidence then becomes too much inside you become almost too ignorant to everything else that's going on and I think you need to be more vulnerable both with ourselves and with other people thanks for listening to on the air
0: we'd love you to comment like and share our podcast series and if you'd like to get in touch please visit our website colford.co.uk or drop us a message on socials this podcast is made for entertainment purposes only and is copyright of colford school Views and opinions are our own and deemed correct at the time of publishing. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes.